Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 to 3 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. Hope you had a great Great sports weekend. Oh, I know we did. Not only two and two in the picks. Don't worry. He wasn't not like sitting here doing some end zone dancing. 
But I got lots of takeaways. Lots of takeaways. Um, we're very result-oriented at times in our analysis, right? Like I'm being told now, being told now that Dak Prescott is amazing. Dak Prescott, and I was like, eh. I watched Dak Prescott, and he was okay. They have a very good running game. He made a great throw down around uh, the goal line, right? Good coverage, better throw. And ends up throwing a beautiful touchdown pass. They win the game against the Seattle Seahawks. They dominate the line of scrimmage. Rush for more yards. He did scramble late for his own touchdown. But, I mean, I don't know. You ask anybody who knows anything about football, Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson, not only who is better, who played better, and they'll tell you, well, Russell Wilson played better. But, oh, the puffing of the chest. Don't tell me Dak Prescott is not great. Look at his record. Here's what I've determined. A couple things. Dak Prescott's basically Sbarro. Right? Sbarro. Sbarro pizza. Sbarro pizza is delicious. There's nothing wrong with it. There's not that much right about it, but there's nothing wrong with it. Depending on where you're from, and Chicago people will tell you, like, the deep dish pizza is really from people outside of Chicago who come to Chicago and they're like, I need something different. I need something unique. And they came up with this deep dish thing, but Chicago people don't actually get into the deep dish thing. But like, let's say you're in New York and you want pizza. Do you go to Sbarro? No. But if you run into a, a spot where you need a good slice of pizza that you know is going to be fine, you get Sbarro. So Dak Prescott is not a top five, not a top 10, probably not a top 15 quarterback in the National Football League, but he's also not a bottom five or bottom 10 quarterback in the league. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's not great. He's not spectacular. He's not, hey, you got to go try this place. It's over on first and first, the nexus of the universe. That's a Seinfeld line if you know anything about it. Anyway. You got to go try it. No, you don't. No one tells their friend like, hey, it's like uh, there's a Michael Scott, my favorite pizza place in New York from the office is Sbarro. Right? Nobody tells their friend like, hey, next time you're in the big city, you got to try Sbarro. But it's fine. And when they have a good running game and when their defense dominates and when they make enough plays and their kicker makes kicks, then they'll be good. Fine. We got into this real weird place in sports. Where we can't be mean anymore. That's the other kind of takeaway. Oh, here's the one other thing about Sabaro and uh, and our boy Dak Prescott. Now, because Jerry Jones has said we're going to give him a contract extension, even though they don't have to, because he's been underpaid as the rookie starting quarterback and the second year starting quarterback, and now a third year starting quarterback with the Cowboys. Because of how the CBA works, you can't renegotiate his deal until this upcoming offseason. It's like airport Sabaro. We're like, man, there's no other place I can go to get a slice of pizza, and they're going to charge me 10 bucks, and then it's like 15 bucks if you put like five pepperonis on it. Now, it doesn't mean the Sbarro pizza is now bad. It's not. It also doesn't mean it's spectacular. It's not. But you got, you're going to go outside the airport, and then go back through security, look for a slice of pizza? No. That's where the Cowboys are. Airport Sbarro. Okay. Um... I don't know where we got to this point in sports where we can't give tough critique anymore. We can't be legitimately honest about somebody's play. Whether it's Cody Parkey missing a fairly routine game-winning field goal or Lamar Jackson's 
pathetic performance at quarterback yesterday. Now, you could sit there and tell me, hey, Lamar Jackson threw two touchdowns. You know, had a couple touchdowns, two, two touchdown passes late. They came back and, really? He had three fumbles in like the first five minutes of the game. They had two yards passing at halftime. The Chargers could not have been more conservative and the Ravens defense could not have been better and they still couldn't get out of first gear. As I told you last week and the week before and the week before, your takeaway from the NFL draft should be, damn, those guys who do it are really, really, really good. Not the people who react to it, not the idiots on Twitter or in the media or on radio or even people like me. The people who for a living invest their lives and put their names on pieces of paper where they break down tape and talk to people within programs. Should be commended for nailing not one, not two, not three. Every single one of the rookie starting quarterbacks is exactly as advertised. It's unbelievable. What's the scout on Baker Mayfield? He's smart. He's tough. He's super accurate. He's a little tall, a little small. He carries a a chip on his shoulder, and sometimes it'll cause him to try and do a bit too much. His ego is massive, but guys like playing for him. On the other hand, there are some athletic limitations that he has, unlike the Russell Wilson who people like to believe that he is. Sam Darnold was the number one rated prospect on just about everybody's board outside of the Cleveland Browns. He is tough. He is smart. He hasn't played a ton of football as a starter as, a, as compared to a Baker Mayfield. Maybe not as sharp in terms of reading and understanding and processing, but pretty damn good. Guys really like him. He's not nearly as outspoken. And long-term, he's got the best upside. How am I doing so far? Josh Rosen looks the part, but is a little bit frail. There's a fear of injury. And there's the fear that if he suffers a couple of injuries because he comes from a, a background where his doctor's parents are, one of his parents is a doctor, he might shut it down early. He also is a guy who hasn't won at the college level and it's caused coaches to get fired. How am I doing so far? Josh Allen looks the part and he'll throw a ball or two a game and like, damn, then he'll throw a ball or two a game like, damn, who's he throwing to? And then there's Lamar Jackson, who is far behind everyone else in terms of processing what he's seeing, wildly inaccurate on underneath and intermediate throws, and has to run it because that's what he does. His best skill is the skill that is least called upon long-term for quarterbacks. And if you're going to play him, you got to play him in a more simplistic high school or college offense where it's one read, and if not, then run. And that's an offense that works if you get a lead and play from ahead. Because if, you gotta get behind, if you're behind, it just takes too much time and too much effort, and it gets figured out the second time people see you. How am I doing? But instead, it's, you can't be mean towards Lamar. He's just a rookie. Hell, Cody Parkey misses a 53, 43-yard field goal at home. Now, were there a series of errors from his coaching staff, Matt Nagy, a rookie head coach who could have called timeout earlier on the previous defensive possession? Absolutely. 
could you point out the fact that they had a uh, a personal foul on a previous drive that extended a drive for the Bears uh, and that led to a touchdown? Sure, you could point those out. But but I'm not talking about the psychotic fanboy. I want to harm Parky or he is not a human being. But saying it's not his fault when it's a 43-yard field goal, which is about a 90 to 95% shot at home. And yes, it's been the ruling's been changed that the, the field goal was actually tipped at the line of scrimmage. But I follow Jay Feely on Twitter. Jay Feely, of course, works for CBS, called the game, and he pointed out it was no pressure. That kick was too low. That one's on Parkey. Can't be touched. It's okay for all of America to go, yeah, Cody Parkey blew the game. You know why? Because his job is to make 43 yarders at home. That's his job. He didn't do his job. That's the whole thing about sports. And when you don't do your job, you receive criticism. Not ridiculous criticism about the type of human being you are. It's the same thing with Lamar Jackson. He was awful yesterday. Does it mean he's an awful human being? No. Does it mean it makes it more difficult for the Ravens to figure out their long-term future because he can't run it 15, 16 times a game and think he's not going to get hurt? But if you make him throw it... 25, 35 times, he's just not ac- that accurate, and he clearly can't hold on to a football. These are, fa- this is the reason analysis exists. And if you want, you were great. You know, you were great. I know you didn't, like, this is not five-year-old soccer. This isn't even the voice which tells everybody, even the people they don't turn around from. Listen, I know none of us turn around our chairs. I know it sounded like fingernails on the chalkboard, but you, you're, you're brave for standing on that stage and singing when you can't sing. You. It's American Idol. You're terrible. The old American Idol that had Simon American Idol. It's fair to give critique. It's fair to point out somebody's failings. It's absolutely positively fair to say, hey, you know what? Cody Parker blew that game. Lamar Jackson wasn't good enough. And, oh, yeah, by the way, as a rookie quarterback, he looked like somebody who the moment was too big for. This is fair analysis. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Michael Lombardi is a former general manager in the NFL. He's got a great podcast. It's called GM Street. You should download it. He also has an outstanding book. It's called Gridiron Genius, a master class in winning championships and building dynasties in the National Football League. And uh, let, let's start last night. We'll work backwards w- with you. Um, everybody's pointing to Parkey's missed field goal, but there were other things. There was the, the, the lack of efficiency offensively. The defense didn't get a stop when they needed to get a stop. And... Matt Nagy didn't call timeouts when he could have and given them more time to get even closer down down the field. What's your takeaway from the Eagles' loss to the Bears at home? Or the Bears' uh, loss to the Eagles know, at home? Doug, when I worked for Art Modell, he used to say to me all the time, kid, I'm not second-guessing you, I'm first-guessing you. And I'm first-guessing Matt Nagy because I think he had no business playing the Eagles. I really think the Bears should have just rested their players once they saw that the Rams were running away with the game against the 49ers. They had no chance to get the number two seed, and they let a Tiger into the tournament. And this Tiger of the Philadelphia Eagles, his defense has really been the story. Now everybody talks about Nick Foles, and certainly Alshon Jeffrey's been remarkable as well. But the reality here is their defense has been very good, and that very good defense held, held the Bears to 5 for 16 on third down. And when you have 16 third downs in a game, that means you have no control of the game. You're not moving it. You're not making big plays. You're always in third down, and it showed up. And that's why they only scored 15 points. That's why they weren't able to really put the game away. And we look at the final two minutes of the game and think, oh, wow, I think the Bears going through that entire game 
really didn't play well enough to win, and they should have been playing the Vikings instead. Uh, the the uh, yeah, I mean that's it's fascinating. The 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 Nick Foles story, which is amazing. Um, look, they they changed the playbook some, but if if you're running that organization, what are your thoughts on how you use Foles in the future when Wentz comes back? I mean, Wentz is their quarterback. I mean, Foles really, I mean, when we break Foles down yesterday, he threw two interceptions and they were bad. The one interception was horrendous. You know, he makes the play. What I found completely ironic, nobody's written about this, the play that the Eagles win the game on, QA that's called, it's basically sprint right option in the old Bill Walsh terminology, was the same play that the Falcons called the year before right. in Philadelphia that Julio Jones Fell down, down within the back of the end zone. Yeah, we fell down first, right? And then he jumped up, and then, then he dropped the ball. But, yeah, same play. Same play. And, you know, I mean, Foles, I didn't think Foles made some really good throws in the game. But the defense, you know, they held the Bears to, to really no run game at all. And Trubisky, up until the last drive, really wasn't making any plays. He hit Robinson under, you know, the double move with Robinson that he kind of doesn't throw perfectly, and the kid falls down. He could have walked in the end zone if that hits him in stride. A lot of throws that, to me, you know, weren't perfect. And, you know, he threw the ball 43 times in the game. He tried to run it. You know, he had three runs. And every time that nobody was open, he took off to run with the football. The Bears' offense just didn't make any plays. And I thought the Bears blocked the Eagles as well as, as most teams have down the stretch. But at the end of the day, to me, it was the Eagles' defense. And getting back to Nick Foles, I mean, Wentz is their quarterback. It's just Jeffrey has come on so much on the outside that's really helped the offense. Um, I'm looking at the, the Ravens, and one, I thought the Chargers won the game up front. Their defensive line was outstanding. Everybody's talking about their defensive backs, but the defensive line, that front four, was was outstanding. That said, Lamar was not playing well. Uh, you know, look, CBS doesn't normally talk about pulling quarterbacks, and they were talking about pulling a quarterback. What would you have advised when you go in the half and your offense is playing that poorly? Well, I think there's two things. I think there's the fans, all of us who don't work in that locker room and don't understand how those players viewed Lamar Jackson. And I think it's easy for us to say, make the substitution. And certainly I would, I was one of those people on Twitter saying, I think it's time to go to Flacco. That being said, I think Harbaugh did the right thing. I think his team's more important than just making a change. And I think instead of listening to the guy down on the docks in Baltimore Harbor, the Frank Sabacas, I think it's better to listen to his locker room. And he did. And I think that was really important because the team would have gone haywire on him and he made that change. There was a reason they were bad, and Lamar was horrible, don't get me wrong, and I'm a Lamar fan, and he was not very effective in the game, but their offensive line was really the story of ineffectiveness in the game. Melvin Ingram was sensational, and they couldn't block him, and I think that was really the part of the game that became so disruptive for him. Um, what about Lamar in the future, Ken? I mean, look, I, I've talked to people around the league like, he just, that's kind of who he is. He's just, he, he can be so inaccurate on some throws and, and he has to run it a bunch where you think he's going to get hurt. They're obviously pot committed on Lamar Jackson in the future, but, but we've seen these guys, we've seen this type of quarterback in the past, one, get hurt. And two, the more times you see him, the more you kind of figure out what the, what they can do. What do you think the long-term prognosis is of Lamar in Baltimore? I think John Harbaugh, if he signs an extension in Baltimore, he's got to find an offensive coordinator that can take some of the college game and bring it into Baltimore. And I think that Marty Morningwig is so stuck in the West Coast. I think there was a horrible job of adjusting in that game when they were in seven defensive backs and, the, and still the Ravens couldn't run the football. 
I think there's got to be more time spent on developing him as a passer and really tailoring an offense around him that suits him. And I'm not sure that, in fairness to Marty Morningwood, it's the right guy for the job. I think Marty's always been a West Coast guy. He's tried to make Joe Flacco into a West Coast guy. That hasn't worked. Joe Flacco is a play-action-pass quarterback, and I think that that has affected him. So, for me, I think it's a developmental stage. He's 21 years old. I saw Lamar Jackson play as a freshman, and I could say he looked a little bit like he did last night. Not very effective, and by his sophomore year, it was, oh, my, this guy's really coming along. I think you got to give it some time before you make a judgment. Look, I'm telling you, Trubisky's is ina- Trubisky may not be as wildly inaccurate, but he is inaccurate as well. Same thing with Deshaun Watson. You've got to refine these quarterbacks. They're not finished products. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. That accuracy is the hardest thing to fix, isn't it? It is. It really is. And I think you've got to give receivers around him that, that have a great width, a great length, Catch radius is so important, and they have great hands. And that's something the Ravens don't have. They drop. Even when Lamar makes some throws, like the, the slant that gets for the interception, I mean, you got to make it. It's a bad throw. I know it's high, but it hit the kid right in the hands, and he didn't catch it. Michael Lombardi joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, the, the, the Seahawks were obviously very conservative in their game plan. Were they rightly conservative because of their inability to protect, and this is kind of who they are, run the football and turn it over to Russell late, or were they too conservative and that's ultimately what came back to bite them? Well, when you look at the stats, you say, well, Russell played pretty good. He had 233 yards passing. Well, he had 180 going into the last drive. And they had 24 carries for 73 yards in the game. But really, when you break it down, they had 23 carries for 44 yards because if you take away the Rashard Penny long run, they couldn't do anything. They had too many bad plays, Doug. You can't have that many bad plays and not change what you're doing. When they ran play-action pass, they were so effective. They were able to fool the defense, and even when they repeated the same plays, they were successful. I think the Seahawks were too late to the party, and it cost them. I mean, look, they were 2-for-13 on third down, and they allowed the Cowboys to control the ball over 34 minutes. And when you do that, you're not going to help yourself to win. This whole notion you have to run the football in the playoffs is a joke. Running the football in the playoffs produces field goals. It doesn't give you points, and you can't get control of the game. And I think Seattle learned that. They needed to let Russell Wilson play, but I knew all along they were never going to do it because that's not what Pete wanted. They got to where they were from running the football. You mentioned Deshaun Watson's inaccuracies. Uh, Some of it's obviously also offensive line. How much credit do you think Andrew Luck should get considering his defense is outstanding and, and his offensive line was really good. And T.Y. Hilton's great, and we know that the Texans can't cover T.Y. I think Andrew Lux played really well. I think Frank Wright's done a wonderful job. I think the one thing that I was wondering watching the games by Sunday night, who is the Frank Wright of coaching that we're overlooking? Because, Doug, if you remember this time last year, Frank Wright was on no one's radar. I wrote a column about it today in The Athletic, basically saying, who is this year's Frank Wright? Who's going to get the opportunity even though he's not electable. And the NFL has become a profession of elected, not selected. Right. And because it's elected, you have to carry the Southern primaries. You've got to win all these. You've got to be young and vibrant and almost be Camelot-like. And I think we're missing a complete whole section of really good coaches like Don Martindale of the Baltimore Ravens, a guy who did a tremendous job twice against Phillip Rivers, and yet he's not even getting an interview. It's just not right. No, no, their defense was un- un- unbelievable yesterday considering the field position and things they were working against. What, what's, how does, how is, as a former front office guy, and you know everybody in this league, the Kingsbury thing is really interesting. I know it's a different job. There's no recruiting. You're not at, you're not at the disadvantage of Texas Tech. 
And I get that he's an offensive savant, but he did just get fired at Texas Tech, and now he appears to be a legitimate candidate for a couple of these jobs. What are people in the NFL saying about Kingsbury's candidacy? Well, what I wrote about really was how the Sean McVay's ruined the NFL. Everybody's looking for the next Sean McVay. And what I said today in my column is, what happens if there isn't another Sean McVay? Just like there's not another Bill Belichick. You know, that you can't keep trying to find the next guy. Find your own guy. And look, I like Cliff, and I think Cliff is a a really good offensive mind, but his defense could never get fixed at Texas Tech. And there's a reason for that, just like there's a reason why Lincoln Riley couldn't fix his defense at Oklahoma. You know, we talk about Lincoln Riley in Tom Landry-like terms, when in reality, he watched practice every single day at Oklahoma. He watched that defense. When was he going to get it fixed? When was he going to get it fixed? And I think those are the issues you have to concern yourself with. Look, Doug, there's been 15 head coaches fired in the last 12 months in the National Football League. That tells you there's a huge problem, A, in evaluating the coaches, B, in helping the coaches, and B, in select, and C, in selecting the coaches. Michael Lombardi, he used to select coaches. Now he just helps us learn about football. His book is Gridiron Genius, a master class in winning championships and building dynasties in the NFL. His podcast is GM Street. Michael, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Doug. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We do this thing. We do this thing where we... I mean, I've, I've heard it now several times over. I mean, Nick Foles, it's unbelievable. Uh, he, he won again in the playoffs. And whether it's Nick Foles or whether it's, I don't know, I mean, pick the quarterback in terms of winning and losing in the playoffs, we go way too crazy at times getting the res- trying to be results-oriented, right? Trying to figure out the results. You know, there's no Gordon Hayward, no Kyrie Irving. So, look, we don't need them. Trade one of them. Better without them. Okay. Like, look, the market would dictate if guys were free agents. You know, it's like Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. If they were both on the open market, who would be more valuable? There's No one in football would take Dak Prescott ahead of Russell Wilson. No one. The same number of people would take Nick Foles ahead of Carson Wentz. But social media and immediate reaction would tell you, Nick Foles, hey, we're winning with him. And I know he got a million-dollar bonus for winning last night, but we're winning with him. What do we need Carson Wentz for? Carson Wentz, before he got hurt last year, was 11-2, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. He basically had the MVP locked up. And then against Ramos's Rams, they lost, he got hurt, tried to run the football, Kind of got twisted and tore his ACL. Nick Foles, after winning a Super Bowl to start the season, was awful in the preseason. Week one against the Falcons, no touchdowns, one interception, one fumble, completed 55% of his passes for 117 yards. Oh, they won the game. Nick Foles won. No, the Eagles won the game. Week two, they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who had their own Nick Foles, right? That was back when Ryan Fitzmagic, with under one minute remaining in the third quarter, they were losing 27-7. to So sure, against a prevent defense, he put up some numbers, two garbage, minute, garbage time touchdowns, and with 45 seconds left in the game, they made it 27-21, kicked an onside kick and didn't get it. Right? That does not, that's Lamar Jackson from yesterday. He was awful yesterday. Now, whether or not you want to say Foles is better than Lamar Jackson, maybe better than Lamar Jackson will ever be, but the idea that you take final stats when it doesn't tell the story of the game, watch the game. Even last year in the playoffs, everybody remembers the Super Bowl where he made some great throws against a very average Patriots defense or even against the Vikings, who had a great defense. But no touchdowns, two fumbles in the divisional round against the Falcons. And Julio Jones first fell down and then couldn't catch a ball thrown up to him in the end zone. 
Falcons run the two-yard line. Errant throw by Matt Ryan to his best player. Otherwise, Nick Foles loses at home to the Falcons, who are the wild-card road winner and known as a dome team, not a cold-weather team. So I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to have dictate a radio have determine that a radio a radio show determine that Nick Foles stinks. But if he's on the open market, you know he's a bottom five of the starting quarterbacks in the league sort of guy. He's a great dude. Great. That's why he's the perfect guy for this situation. That's why he knew. And I don't want to go anywhere else. They know me. They know my mistakes. They know my flaws. I know I'll get a chance to play, but I also know I got Carson, and when push comes to shove, it's his team. Anyone who tells you that Dak is better than Russell, have him on the open market. Anyone who tells you that Wentz isn't as good as Foles, put him on the open market. It's the only way you would ever know. I mean, even, even the Eagles knew, right? There's a reason they rushed Carson Wentz back like, ugh. And Foles won the game yesterday. Wasn't great. Two picks. Did throw a touchdown pass at the end of a game. It was helped out by the fact that the Bears are quarterbacked by a guy who, another, Mitch Trubisky's a great dude. They love him because he's not Jay Cutler, who no one liked. But he's not that good thrower of a, as a thrower of a football. Right. Nick Foles is doing his job. He's holding the fort together. Doing as well as he can until Carson Wentz is healthy. And he's also a hot and cold guy. Goes hot, goes cold. And Eagle fans gave me the business because I said, like, look, he's basically Ryan Fitzpatrick without the beard and cool nickname. But he is. Three, four good games, and then people start to figure him out, and the Bears kind of start to figure him out. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan Weiju over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.